Kudu here. Listen to Safari. Bits and bites from the bush. Wilderness wise with eco training. Okay, my name's. Good morning. My name's Ross Hawkins, a instructor with eco training. Currently at Lana Gorge. We've just come through here to enjoy the morning vista of Lana Gorge. So getting out the vehicle, making our way down to viewpoint itself, overlooking the Livuva River, and also into Kruger National Park itself. Uh, currently, we're in on the Makaleki concession. It's probably the most scenic spot on the whole concession, overlooking the, uh, the Livuva River. We're looking down south into Nyala Land in Kruger National Park itself. Not to be confused with Kruger Park, but Makuleke forms part of Kruger National Park and the Greater Kruger National Park, managed by Sand Parks, but still on a community trust with the Makuleke people. But the the area we are, it's you're looking at a guesstimate in the region of maybe 200 million year old um, sandstone formations carved by the Livuva River of approximately 150 meters deep. The gorge itself around 11 kilometers long. Livuvu eventually rather, will meet up with the Limpopo River, which will then feed out and empty into the Indian Ocean, um, sort of in the southern Mozambique. So this place, why so special? I suppose it's the, the varying rock formations, topography, you want to call it that, of, of the surrounding area. Looking down in, in, yeah, down in history of trying to think, as we talk of, well, it's hard to almost sort of justify where you think, right, 90 million, 100 million, 300 million, 3,000 million, uh, and yet here we stand on these same rocks and we say, okay, what is, what is a long time? Is it, is 90 million years a long time? Is 300 million years a long time? Or is a million years a short time? But it seems in, from a geological term, it's probably a very short time of maybe 90 million years. So to try and sort of comprehend how many millions of years that this rock has sort of been here and this river is slowly but surely carving its way through. It's quite, yeah, it's quite daunting in that way. Well, yes, you look down and, okay, it's 150 meters, but 150 meters in geological terms, it's probably quite short in that regard. And then, yeah, as to what might have been here before, who knows, in that way. Again, going back to the age question, saying, all right, we're standing here, we're looking at rocks of possibly 100, 200 million years old. If you think back to some of the oldest rock in the country and in the world is around three and a half thousand million years ago, of which that is quite far to the south of us in an area called Barberton, where some of the earliest forms of life, be it, but although it's, it's algae, algal form, is, can be found. The, the oldest rock is around 4,000 million years old um, up in Canada, so quite very close to the timeline in that. Now, most of those rocks are, are rocks that have been put down when the sometime when the earth was initially starting to form but so for the rocks here at Lana they're a little bit, little bit younger in that way so around the breakup of Gondwana time which is in the region of about 200 million years ago when Gondwana which was one massive then continent it's 
broke along sort of faults in, in the Earth's crust. So as in Earth is a very young, just for use of it as an organism, is a number of fault lines that would have developed within the Earth's crust, which then became very fragile. So over time, as the, the Earth's core, which is just solid, I'm sorry, not solid, but um, it's almost sort of liquid rock, if you want to call it that, and over time, with Earth now moving, flexing, is these fault lines became very fragile lines that would have been easily easy to crack. You want to sort of think of a um, a crack, say, in a window, that over time, with more and more pressure, eventually it just it breaks. So, so as this these fault lines started to to weaken and earth starting to become more unstable these lines then eventually what would have happened is there would must be at earthquakes volcanic activity pushing lava up and over time these fragile lines would have started to separate then the what is today the indian ocean the atlantic ocean is water would have pushed into this and slowly but surely that's where continental drift started to the theory of continental drift came in of right what exactly if you look at jigsaw puzzles of south america's east coast africa's west coast you know, they almost look like they they fit australia's uh, west coast africa's east coast or even antarctica and even the falklands plateau of how they all sort of that big puzzle sort of work together so those fault lines would have been former boundaries borders but that they would have made up one large mass and that is now since broken up with all this volcanic activity that's resulted in these cut lines if you want to call it that in that way so over time more and more material gets pushed up the volcanic activity becomes a lot more violent um, and then as that starts then water would have started to pour into these then crevices the Volcanic activity would have had that these now, what is today, the continents were kept on moving in the directions they went in, and eventually it became, yeah, as we as we know what the the globe looks like today, from thanks to all of that volcanic activity back then, in that way. So, but prior to that is going back, sort of around 190 million years or so, is as mentioned when the Earth then had went through an extremely dry periods so this resulted in a lot of sediment um, rivers drying up so ultimately what you then have is instead of nice or rivers flowing at the time is a lot of sediment building and then becoming incredibly dry so as a result what happens from that is then that this dry period resulted in fine um, better use of the words sand covering what is today southern africa in other words where we are sitting now um, would have been covered slowly but surely over time just by large volumes of sand for better in a in a basic description wise so from there over that period it would have been incredibly arid so as a result, the, the particles would have been, be it windblown, um, sand, and then ultimately settled to what it is now. So then, 
in around sort of around about 100 million years or so, give or take maybe. Um, then there was large rupturing started to take place, in which case then um, large basalt lava started to was then erupted onto the surface, which then covered this rock that we see. And then from there, that's when then Gondwana then started to break up and the continents as we know started to form. So over time is with weathering and erosion, what we're then left with is this now hard material that is obviously being compacted during this timeline and what we can see today as Land Gorge for for a very basic way of, of, of sort of putting it out. So from a timeline of around 200 to, to maybe around 50 million years ago, then weathering, erosion, rivers finding their way, in this instance the Liverpool River, and then we are then left today with what we are currently sitting at, um, where you just sit here, wind blowing through the gorge, or maybe getting to see hippo or crocodile down in the river below, or buffalo in the river below, from time to time maybe elephant, um, or the Varroa's eagle, which is quite fortuitous nest on the on the southern side of the gorge. Um, so when you get to see these majestic birds, when you're standing sort of almost at their height, it's just yeah, having them flying up above you. So all of this together, and you think, you know, what is 200 million years of age-wise of these of these rocks, and then just the vista of what you see unspoilt uh, in that way. So. From that point of view, yeah, it's to what we have today, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of quite, again, daunting if you're trying to think how, how much is, or how long is 50 million to 100 million years. For more audio safaris, visit kuduhere.com.